1: Hello and welcome to Lewis Black's Randcast 21, entitled The McRib is Back. (laughs) Yep, you heard me. The McRib is back. McDonald's, listened to the American people crying out from sea to shining sea in the midst of a pandemic. Bring back the McRib. Please, McDonald's, bring it back. We need it now more than ever. And it is returned just in a nick of time, to save us all. I discovered this the other day when I was looking at the Twitter feed, and there it was. A beautiful little picture of the McRib and just the simple statement, the McRib is back. I nearly wept. You know, you open up that Twitter feed, and you have seen, I'm sure, as many of us have, Some see it differently, but a lot of us have seen from the leader things that one would call uh, vicious, horrifying, disturbing tweets, some based on an alternative reality. Many folks from all political walks of life, every spectrum, stripe, color, have used Twitter as an emotional dumping ground. My mother, all 102 years, has been attacked on Twitter. It is beyond the pale sometimes that we, and I truly believe that none of this would be happening or be, being said if folks actually were saying it directly to the person, if that person were standing in front of them, not, you know, howling it out after they've typed it onto a social media site. And so just to see the simple words, The McRib is back. Well, I have to say it was, wow. In light of everything, oddly comforting. Zen, if you will, almost uh, meditative. Uh, This is not something, to be honest, that I would ever eat if I did. But not now. But to just know it was back gave me that, that sense that life goes on even deeper. I felt that maybe it was a a message of of biblical proportions. Really the McRib is back. Maybe this was the first step in a new Bible being written for us. Maybe this was our first step into the 21st century where we we finally discover and really from the from the mouth of the McDonald's Corporation that Eve wasn't created from Adam's rib. No. Both Adam and Eve were created from the Mick Rib. Huh? Whew. I'm overcome. I was also overcome when I found out uh, the, 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 this morning that the uh, Pfizer vaccine, according to the folks at Operation Warpo Speedo, <laughs> we won't be getting it uh, as many doses as we were hoping to get. We've been offered 100 million doses, which would be rolling in about now after the FDA approved it. Yes, siri, Bob, we'd be getting that, but we're not because well, we didn't make it. We didn't want, even though we tried to buy it a little later, apparently. Uh, too late. Other countries will get it. And so we won't be able to vaccinate as many folks as we thought we might be able to. 100 million doses is 50 million people. It's a start. We won't be getting that. And so that just pissed me off because I, I am tired of it. That, in a, in a stimulus package, that they can't seem to get done. There was even a, a talk of there being a, well, well, will send a check for $300. That's what the unemployment checks are going to be. That's at least in the discussion that was yesterday. 300 bucks, Really? Who the fuck is that going to help? Huh? You know, it takes a lot of fucking nerve for Congress to go home for Christmas Handing every American who's unemployed a $300 check like that's going to help. If the, those in Congress who would try to live, you know, would take a $300 check and cut their salary so that they're taking it as long as they're handing that out and see how long they last. Oh, it's disgusting. God, look, where are the adults? That's how why it's been so tough for me to do comedy. I keep repeating this. My job as a comic is to be the child and point out the adult and say, ha ha, ha, "Ha ha my job as a comic is to, okay, is to pull down the fly of the authority figure. Okay. My job is not to zip it up. You know, I, I also wanted to uh, take this moment to uh, be sure to let the folks know, uh, in the great state of Wisconsin, I made a mistake last week, uh, I said that uh, the $3 million for that recount was went to Michigan. And uh, I, I, I don't know how I confused that, except that I have a great love for both of those states. But it was Wisconsin. I guess they thought you were drinking too much. <laughs> I guess they thought you were drinking too much. And so uh, they paid out that $3 million for a recount. Mm, just didn't work out. Um, so thank you. Some folks pointed that out, and I appreciate it. And so now we find ourselves rolling into Rochester, New York. And God, when I think of Rochester, I think of one of the saddest malls I've ever been in. But I also think of the extraordinary dinosaur barbecue. You'll be hearing about that. And if you've ever in Rochester, stop in. It is, for my money, one of the finest places you can sit down and have barbecue of all types, sizes, shapes, and description. That menu, just thinking about it, makes my stomach cry out, it leaves a hole in my heart that needs to be filled. Got it. The the music, the ambiance, everything about that place. And extraordinary because it's a chain, and that's unusual. Usually I find a really great barbecue place by the side of a road with just somebody there with a smoker and turning this stuff out, you know for their own enjoyment and those in the community. This though, wow, spectacular. We performed in Rochester at the Kodak Theater. That's right, Kodak. That had really been, uh, you know, the economic generator of the great city of uh, Rochester. And uh, my first camera, Kodak, 12 to 15 pictures. I didn't take great ones, but I sure gave it a shot. I think you're gonna uh, Enjoy these uh, rants. We've got a special uh, one today. It's uh, that we've added a few, and one is not well. It's special only in the sense that it came from a friend of mine and uh, a really gifted writer uh, who I've had the pleasure of working with. And uh, I just thought it, it deserved a read. I think you'll like it as I think you'll like everything that's on this group of, of rantings from the from the, the north of New York. I do hope you enjoy the rants. Thank you for listening. Please send in yours. There's certainly a ton to be screaming about. Take care of each other. Thanks for listening. This comes to us from BJ Liederman. Kill the voicemail, lady. There isn't a human on earth that doesn't know what the fuck to do with the beep already. Well put. Mr. Lederman if BJ is your first name but that's where you direct anger and murderous thoughts to a uh, to a vo- voice a disembodied voice not a real person but at the other end of the phone mm-hmm. that's where anger should go all of that that's where hate should go thanks for sharing this comes to us from David Friedman I'm David from West Bloomfield Michigan And my problem is with CNN. I watch most every day, and I usually agree with what's said, especially about damn COVID. I'm 65 years old and have had a heart attack, and I have asthma. Therefore, my wife and I haven't traveled to Los Angeles to see our new grandson for six fucking months. Monday, CNN Morning Show aired a statement from Dr. Burke saying, if you traveled over Thanksgiving consider yourself infected. That bolstered our hibernation. We felt we were doing the right thing. The next segment, they interviewed a doctor whom we usually respect for his expertise. I won't name him, but they showed him wearing a mask, a shield, and gloves as he was in an airport traveling to see his new grandson. God damn it. Talk about a mixed message. I've been pissed off at them all week. Is everyone an asshole? Well, um, David, uh, (laughs) I can understand your exasperation. My friends recently just finally uh, got out to see a grandchild of theirs, and the mixed messages are rampant. And one of the reasons the mixed messages are rampant is because when the uh, federal government, which people seem to have problems with for all sorts of ideas and things that bother them. But the fact of the matter is, it does serve a purpose. And one of them is to make sure that the message isn't mixed when it's going out to everybody, especially during a pandemic, or let's say an air raid, nuclear attack, hurricanes even sometimes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I believe that starts with the National Weather Bureau and comes on down. But I may be crazy. I don't know enough. Okay. This is from Mike Perry. We are experiencing a higher volume of calls than normal. No, because your message hasn't changed in six effing months. That is the normal volume of calls you're receiving. You're just too effing cheap to hire more employees thank you mike short but sweet i wanted to take a moment to introduce this uh this rant that was written by my friend richard dresser i i, I liked it so much and felt it hit a lot of nails on the head <laughs> as as he does in his inimitable fashion I, I wanted to use it i was thinking of using it as the introduction to this uh rant cast I'm going to read it for you now and and you should know about Richard that uh, he and I have been friends for quite a long time. We've worked together on a number of projects. One in particular that is uh, really uh, near and dear to me is the uh, one I started, in a pilot that I wish had done a series on Fox. He wrote it with uh, the other, another brilliant writer, Jay Tarsus. It's called Harvey Berger, Salesman, directed by my friend Mark Lynn Baker with a, a stellar cast. And maybe we'll talk about that some other time, but it was way, way ahead of its time. For those of you who like to read plays, uh, pick up some of Richard's. He's a gifted playwright. He's written uh, some wonderful work. And, uh, and for those of you who do theater, uh, once we reopen, it's, it's someone that you should uh, take a look at. Richard also wrote a book that's come out recently. It's called It Happened Here, uh, an incredibly insightful piece of work, a wonderful novel very dark in so many ways and yet i think and i wrote a blurb for it that i truly believe in that he really emotionally nails what we've been through over these past four years in terms of family relationships and i think that he's found a voice in those characters for uh, not only what we feel about the world but what we uh, we feel when we look at each other and what it is in essence done to us it's well worth your time so I will, I will now uh, read, and I hope do justice to Richard Dresser's piece, I, I will call it, I Didn't Lose. He didn't lose. He's defending the Constitution. Our electoral system is under assault. There's voter fraud like we've never seen before. The judges won't accept the truth, and the media won't either. He didn't lose. Bad things happened. If we don't have faith in our elections, we don't have a country anymore. He didn't lose. Democrats rigged it from the beginning. They used the China virus to boost mail-in ballots, which were counted in foreign countries. Dominion voting machines were programmed to flip votes from Trump to Biden. The media knows this and won't touch it. He didn't lose. Democrats backdated ballots and helped people fill them out. In counties in Michigan, there were more ballots than people. Dead people voted in unprecedented numbers. Some of them had been dead for years and weren't familiar with the issues. He didn't lose. Democrats filled out mail-in ballots so that Trump voters were told they'd already voted, and they became disheartened. He was winning on election night until early the next morning when there was a massive dump of Biden votes. Where did they come from? It wasn't fair. He didn't lose. Republican poll watchers were forced to stand out in the parking lot with blindfolds on. Democratic poll watchers were allowed to tell voters to vote for Biden and offer them Cappuccino. Every governor called him up and said, sir, you won my state the landslide. He didn't lose. He built the wall and the Mexicans paid for it. He stopped caravans at the border before they could vote and get on welfare and join gangs and kill our cheerleaders. He pardoned Michael Flynn because Flynn admitted he lied about admitting he lied about talking to the Russians. And every cabinet member deserves a third chance. He's the most popular president in history, which is why his face is on Mount Rushmore. He knew COVID was a Democratic hoax before anyone. He didn't lose. He kept the suburbs safe from black people. Women are constantly calling him up and saying, sir, thank you for saving our suburbs. His travel ban kept the China virus in China or else we'd have a pandemic here in the USA. He was the first to understand that Clorox, hydrochloroquine would stop the virus in its tracks. He knew that masks were dangerous because he talked to waiters. He knew that COVID would magically disappear on November 4th. Every doctor said to him, sir, you are are so gifted. You could have been a doctor or a world famous scientist. Hey, didn't lose. There is a conspiracy of Hugo Chavez and the Chinese and the Cubans and Dominion voting machines and Bill Barr and Bill Raffensburg and Brian Kemp and the FBI and Christopher Krebs and the Justice Department and the judges and the media and thousands of local officials of both parties and George Soros and the Democratic deep state who've been planning this for years. They were all working on Instagram with secret passwords This is the tip of the iceberg, but the FBI won't look into it. He didn't lose. He couldn't have raped E. Jean Carroll because she isn't his type. He exchanged love letters with Kim Jong-un, which is why North Korea ended their nuclear program. His sanctions on Iran shut down their nuclear program. He brought a lasting peace to the Middle East but the media is afraid to report it. He was the first president to put a man on the moon. What you saw in 1969 was filmed in a studio on 42nd street and it's fake news. Many people who were there called him up and said, sir, we were there. They used trick photography. There was no man on the moon. He didn't lose. Nobody knew what to do with their mail-in ballots. People used them for paper airplanes and rolling papers and toilet paper and snorting cocaine. Over 78 animals in the St. Louis Zoo were allowed to vote, and they all went for Biden. Ballots were found in rivers and on mountaintops and in gay nightclubs and were distributed by Democratic drug dealers in the inner city. Hundreds of voters called him up and said, sir, we received 50 ballots. This seems wrong. It was a landslide. It was as big a hoax as Russia, 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 and COVID and climate change and the Mueller report put together. He's doing this for America. He loves America. Democrats don't. They just care about wealth and power. And he cares about people, hardworking, everyday people just like him. He would never cheat at golf because it doesn't matter who wins. It wasn't even close. Over one third of the world's population attended his inauguration. He's the least racist person you've ever met. He's done more for black people than any president, with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln. Without him, Frederick Douglass wouldn't have had a career. He's been tougher on the Russians than anyone with the possible exception of Joseph Stalin. He's done more for the environment than any president, uh, with the possible exception of Teddy Roosevelt. He believes in America first. Democrats hate America and want to turn it into a communist state. He's the least communist president ever, with the possible exception of Calvin Coolidge. It only took him 18 months to balance the budget. He put his name on relief checks because the money came straight out of his pocket. He didn't lose. He drained the swamp. He only hired the best people. He had the least corrupt administration of any president, with the possible exception, of William Henry Harrison. The Electoral College was his safety school. He won every state and most of the Canadian provinces and 97% of the popular vote, more than any other president, with the possible exception of Al Gore. He won so much, he's tired of winning. He's the only one who can fix it. He didn't lose. This is the Kodak Center, the Kodak Theater, and uh, it's a pleasure to be back here. It's a, uh, used to be a, a hub, a bustling hub of Kodak. Um, the, uh, someday the story of Rochester will be told. It'll be seen on Netflix. I can guarantee that, and you, you'll sit there going, fuck, did this really happen? And I'm telling you tonight, yes, it did of uh, the, uh, the a friend who drove us over here said that uh, which I did not realize is that uh, Kodak had been you know I knew that Kodak had been huge here and then uh, and then when uh, the digital age hit, they were they had scientists working here at Kodak who went to the people in charge of Kodak and said, um, we can t- transition to digital instead of film." And the folks in charge went, no. <laughs> so whenever I read about government, boy, government is shitty. For every instance that government is shitty, there's a douchebag in the business world who went, oh, I, <laughs> I've always believed that, too. Just because someone is business doesn't make them a genius, and just because someone is in government doesn't make them an idiot. And just because someone is in government doesn't make them a genius, and just because someone is business doesn't make an idiot. It's just the way it is, folks. It depends on who the people are and where the people are located and what it is they're doing and what it is they're about. And that's the bottom line. I will say this is is one of the great things about coming back to Rochester was the first one of the first colleges I played was the University of Rochester. Really beautiful school here. The neighborhoods here are, you know, that I remember that we didn't really get to see today. Because it's fucking snowing! (laughs) They've already had, for those of you who are going, gee, I'd like to to live in a winter wonderland. Well, they've had, had, it's, it's December, what, 6th or some shit? They've had 27 inches of snow already. Okay, that's like up to fuck here. It's just not right. It isn't right. It isn't right. It's not right. I've been through, through the travel, five snowstorms. I can't do it. I'm not going to make it to February. (laughs) One of the great things, and I've always mentioned when I come here, because, uh, and usually we're we're near it. We're not staying here tonight, but, uh, which is probably a good thing, because I, is dinosaur barbecue. I think... It is really, truly, it, it, when, whenever we, we go, whenever Rochester ends up on my tour list, I go, Fuck, I'm that's our barbecue! <laughs> if you're ever here, go there. Just fucking go there. It's, it may not be the golden age of photography, but it's goddamn the golden age of barbecue. <laughs> Uh, so we'll start tonight, this is Debbie Delmar. she's here tonight. Why do tall people always manage to sit in front of short people? That's, uh, it's part of the deal, Debbie. If you buy your tickets, that's what your smartphone tracks you. Says, where's Debbie sitting? Where's the biggest fuck gonna be? That's good. Let's put him right there. That's the way it goes, Deb. Every theater works that way. And if he's not tall enough, Deb, I can guarantee you this. He'll be wearing a hat. This is Travis. Travis Bickle. That's just so fucking funny. (laughs) What if that is his real name? What if somebody named their kid after Travis Bickle? Wow, that's a demented fuck family. Why the fuck will the guy in the front row of the balcony not stop sneezing? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't really know. Maybe I don't have any idea. But why? Because it's cold outside! And you go in and it's warm? Shitty fucking nuts! Um, This is from Elizabeth Bickle, who I think is married to Travis. (laughs) What a happy family. Do you you think the measles vaccine causes autism? No. I'm not a doctor, but I'll tell you this. No. Um, No. No. Right? Actually, I have them leave papers for me, and I was reading them before. I, I always kind of look at them before I come on stage. And uh, one of the things that was recently scientists seem to be cluing in on is, is that it has to do with uh, a gene. And that there's, uh, th- 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 there seems to be a problem with a gene, and that that may be the reason that the synapses aren't uh, occurring, which has nothing to do with a vaccine! So um, so that seems to be part of the problem. Could be the gene. And if, and if it is, and they're right about that, it allows... Uh, that's a major breakthrough. And it gets us off this fucking nonsense argument, which is just a, like... Uh, you know, I, seriously, it literally... We'd be better off... Uh, <laughs> Instead of talking about, about whether a vaccine causes autism, you're better off having a discussion with the St. Bernard. Uh, this is from Rachel. We're here tonight in memory of my father, who unexpectedly passed away this summer. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss. This is my dad passed away too. These are supposed to be his birthday present. But since I'm the one who spent the money, I figured I'd enjoy it. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure your dad is very happy about that. <clears throat> because I think he would really be pissed if those tickets were just sitting there on the table and go, I can't go. I just can't. <laughs> This is is Ryan Pomeroy. People driving like morons in bad weather or after dark. If you can't fucking drive without blasting my goddamn retinas with your space laser grade high beams, (laughs) or go the goddamn speed limit, then maybe do us all a favor. Don't fucking drive! This is uh, Kristen Hall. I'm going to just read part of it, Kristen. Uh, Because I think you needed to get this off your chest. And I I do. I mean, it's not funny, but boy, I fucking get it. Hi, Louis. My husband and I are driving from from Syracuse to see you in Rochester right now. I've had a very bad day. Got threatened and was told by a batshit crazy person that I was violating his rights, which I wasn't. And what I want to know is what about my rights? Don't I have the right to come to work every day for a whopping 40 grand a year and not get my life threatened? (laughs) uh yes, you do. <laughs> if you're making uh, half a million dollars a year, people can shit on your shoe. <laughs> this is Clara Marchese, if I got that right. Um, it sounds like a dessert. I'll have a I'll have a piece of the Marchese <laughs> The All day work requires the all-day work, required self-improvement workshop i'm going to read that again that's so good the all-day work required self-improvement workshop we all know we're sitting there thinking about all the work that we could be doing while we're at the stupid workshop (laughs) this is extraordinary i heard this today on the news when i was watching your local news um Local news is everywhere in the country is mildly psychotic. I don't know where they... I mean, their their personalities and all, but it is you kind of go, wow, where did they find... Wow. <laughs> Dawn, Dawn H., 152 teachers were laid off in the Rochester City School District today. Mid-year, because some central office uh, fucked up the budget over $30 million. They had no idea until mid-September. What the fuck? Teachers and students fucked over again. So... Um, do, you, do you, And I'm not saying this. Do you not have um, people who can add, <laughs> subtract thirty million? You know have any zeros? That is. Well, they do. Will they use again you know, abacus? How the fuck do you fuck up thirty million dollars? You can't do that and I saw him apologizing how do they people not just go to throw pies and shit what the fuck is the matter with you 30 million 30 million not 300,000 i get 300,000 not you can fucking pop that off 30 million 000000000.00 In this state, thirty million, okay, in terms of the way shit is now, thirty million. Um, when you when we've got a you know a sixteen trillion dollar deficit, thirty million is chump change. <laughs> Can't go to the state and go, um, hey, look, uh, we really need to improve our schools because we just had. Uh, we in order to prove to you that. We've got a problem with our schools. Uh, we hired. We got some people who came to our school system. Don't know how to add. <laughs> could you? Could you get us uh, like thirty million, and so we could get maybe these next kids to kind of learning how to do that. <laughs> I love this. So following that, Jillian S., the outgoing Monroe County legislator, uh, Cheryl Dinalfo, just signed a law that says if a citizen annoys a cop, they could be arrested and fined up to (laughs) $5,000. Just for annoying a cop. (laughs) But don't worry, the verbiage is so vague as to what constitutes annoyance, and the cops promise not to abuse it. You know between that what I just read and what I read before I, I'm gonna have to move on <laughs> to another town that's just unbelievable Or sure, that's maybe a way to raise the three thirty million you, you <laughs> got a week of just cops running around you're annoying me you fucker. give me five This is, uh... Lenore... Oh, God, went away. Oh, that's back. The fucking political landscape. This is from Lenore Schiller. Uh, the fucking political landscape and our future. Us millennials are fucked, and it's all thanks to you fucking baby boomers. <laughs> our, our planet is going to shit. Everyone has either lost faith in Washington or actively wanting, wanted to drown it, and I'll probably die without health care. Thanks, Lewis. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> Lenore Lenore um, Doesn't help I'm, I'm, I'm serious It really doesn't help I was yelled at my, Until I was 30 something By uh, By people who are now uh, The age I am now Okay I was yelled at all the time by people. Now I'm that age and I'm being yelled at by people who are my age now. I won't, I won't fucking tolerate it. All right. Okay. We didn't cause it. It's not us. All right. There were people, I don't know if you noticed, Lenore, there's a thing it's called history. And there were people um, that I yelled at a lot about people who were, who were uh, my elders, and I fucking yelled and I screamed and I went batshit, okay? And I went nuts, and I did as much as I could to try to create a better world, all right? And a bunch of idiots did shit that fucked things up, and we got a certain amount done, okay? And, it, and, if, and I am sorry it is not working out the way you see it. Um, and, uh, it is certainly, it is not, not going to help if I have to sit here and watch this bullshit, because I get tired of it when I hear my friends go, the, the, my friends yell about millennials, and millennials yelling about boomers. I'm sick of it, okay? Doesn't help. Off the subject, okay? Talk to a Pekingese, all right? <laughs> doesn't help. That discussion doesn't fucking help anymore. We got things we need to get done. If you, the real problem is, is, is that what I've watched in the course of my life, is, is we live in, not the United States of America, we live in the United States of Sisyphus. Okay? And read, if you haven't read that one, read it. It's called The Myth of Sisyphus. And what we do as a group, as a group, okay, is push a rock up a hill and try to get it to the top. And we get it so far, and then we go, oh, fuck, and it rolls down the hill. <laughs> and this, I'm going to be honest with you, what's happened over the last few years, The Rock has never done that, okay? Never. And I can guarantee you this, what you're watching is a pendulum, and it goes to there, and then it goes to there, and then it goes to there. Are you feeling sleepy? <laughs> What's important to you is that, and I get that. And then there's Greg Lauer, who says he's sick of bananas ripening on the counter after two fucking days. (laughs) Or Michael Gosinski, really? What year is this camera on my car when I back up? A handheld smartphone porn box, but we can't seem to figure out a way to package fucking graham crackers so we can easily open them and reseal them. (laughs) Marcia Parlementer, have you ever sodomized yourself by mistake with a golf club? (laughs) No. No, Marcia. I don't think... uh, No, I haven't. We all do it intentionally from time to time. (laughs) I mean, by mistake, without lube. Wow. You had a long day, too, I think. (laughs) Uh... Okay, I'm going to finish with this, uh, and I think this is spectacular. This is um, also. I, somebody wrote in about Thomas Gilmore wrote in about unaccompanied minors, which I was in, and is is a better movie than it's been given credit. It's a good Christmas movie. Now, nobody ever watches it, but it's well worth your time. And one person has watched it. <laughs> It is. It's pretty fucking funny, and it was. God, I can't think of the movie. It was was directed by Paul Feig, who wrote the fuck. I can't think of the name of the goddamn. He then went on to do really big fucking big big movies that everybody loved. Not that. Not that one. This is from David Lane. Lewis, I'm going to be in the crowd tonight, and I found it hard to focus this week due to a recent development that has been brought to my attention, and since it's the season of giving, I thought I'd pay it forward. There's a new practice that human beings are engaging in that, depending on your mental stability, will either disgust or inspire you. I'm, of course, speaking about the phenomenon that is perineum tanning. Yes. (laughs) For the, I'm reading this mainly for the folks who watch around the world who probably don't know who if they thought we were stupid. I want them to get a real sense of just how fucking stupid and maybe maybe that maybe they'll invade us when they realize just how fucked up we are. For the uninitiated, perineum tanning is the art of lying on one's back, legs akimbo, pointing to the heavens, whilst gingerly spreading your cheeks and sun-kissing your shit whistle. <laughs> Josh Brolin did it, and he once shared a screen with Corey Feldman. How he went from that to ending up in his backyard with his asshole pointed to the sky like he's sniping herring is beyond my cognitive skills. (laughs) Although one could postulate that opening your ass and punishing it like a cat that puked in your slippers is the equivalent to sharing the screen with that creepy little fuck. (laughs) Apparently tanning one's asshole is all the rage nowadays. I guess I missed the memo. Or I was too busy tanning the little hole in my dick. I'm not very trendy, what can I say? It recently came into, my, into the spotlight by a young woman who refers to herself as Metaphysical Megan, which is a great name if you're spinning records at Jonestown. <laughs> she claims that this is an, actually an ancient Taoist practice that promotes well-being. There's another little known ancient Taoist practice that also promotes well-being, well-being and it's called breathing. Amazing, right? All you need to do is suck air in through your other asshole, and you don't even have to get on your back. (laughs) Some call that laziness. I call it thinking outside the box. (laughs) Who the fuck is doing this? I mean, other than Josh, who seems to have a lot of fucking time on his hands? Among other things, I'm hard-pressed to stumble into a nudist colony cooking their puckers like they were closing down Burning Man. (laughs) claims that just five minutes of toasting your taint is the equivalent of walking around in the sun fully clothed all day. I can't wait to see the objective science behind that rock-solid statement. (laughs) I'm just waiting for the first chain of butthole tanning booths to open. (laughs) What a lovely Christmas gift that would be to have on Christmas morning. Merry Christmas, Mom. You're gonna get your asshole licked by Zeus. (laughs) Another year I'm sure the pop-up store will debut in Manhattan. They get all the cool things. Please don't understand me. It's not my goal to infringe on one's right to pan sear their assholes in the sweat reduction like it would your Michelin star meal. It's just that I hope there are rules. <laughs> like, are people with distended anuses allowed to participate? What about polyps? Do herpes automatically disqualify or do you to get another shot at redemption during the elimination round? I just hope anyone that actually does this has their wiping technique perfected. And if they don't, it's a great way to leave one's mark. Josh was here. Just an open pasture and a shit stain the length of a pencil by the old oak tree. I have to tell you, if I were to do it, it would be when I sense onset explosive diarrhea. Wait for people in sandals to walk by and spray their feet like a fucking, fucking Banksy mural. Because art is not safe and neither is living in America, land of the free and home of the brave. God bless us all. And God bless bless Mr. Brolin's asshole. Thank you, David Lane. Thank you, David. Thank you all. Thanks to all of you for listening to my rant cast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Louis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. <laughs> Louis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkind. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt, and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.